You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Love is more than just a feeling. It's a decision. No more in week one of The Heart Truth. Our series objective is that uh, at the end, at the end of two weeks, that we will have a biblical understanding of what real love is all about and what real marriage is all about in the context of God's love and Christ's relationship with the church. I'd like to share you a story. I'd love to start off with stories. In 1982, these two people met. <laughs> I met my wife in 1982, first year college. We were both 16 years old then. We were uh, together as boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, throughout college. 1988, we got married. Um, yeah, that's us. <laughs> and <laughs> galit ba? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, may transformation naman eh after ilang years. God is good. God is good. Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. We got married 1988 and uh, unsure of what we we were really getting into. You know, a lot of people get into marriage. As I've uh, you know mentioned before, a lot of people easily just fall uh, fall in love. You know, it's easy to fall in love. But as easy as it is to fall in love, it is also easy to fall out of love. Okay? And uh, it was all, you know, dreams. It was all about, uh, you know, we're having a Cinderella story where at the end of it all, we'll be saying, and they lived happily ever after. During that time, we were still non-Christians. And you know what a life of a non-Christian is. You know, the works, all the compromises, everything, everything talaga that the Bible calls sin. Hindi naman. Pero, sabihin, we were, we were not pleasing the Lord, so to speak. We only became Christians in 2002. And from 1988 to 2002, we believe that we were, there was really so much grace that God has poured out upon us. Otherwise, in between those years, a lot of things could have happened. A lot of, you know, chaos could have happened. In 2013, we prayed as we celebrated our 25th year. So we already celebrated our uh, silver anniversary in 2013. Really prayed about it. Really, you know, even in our marriage, honored God, you know, with our lives, with the way that we handle our family. I just can't thank God enough for giving me such a loving and caring wife. I've done a lot of weddings, countless. I, I really, I know, I've really lost count. But every time that I would meet a couple, just like yesterday, I met up with a couple who I'm going to officiate, you know, their wedding uh, this coming 14. I always tell the groom, utang na loob, wag kang iiyak. In other words, if I in English, please, do not cry. Otherwise, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it was really a very emotional moment for us. You know, we w- once again did the exchange of vows. Oh no, that was the first time that we did an exchange of vows publicly. We, uh, were, we are still wearing the same rings, you know. 
these are the very rings that uh, we have exchanged in uh, 1988, so almost 28 years now. And it's still, uh, tunay pala tong, ano, no, ginto na to, no, Papa. <laughs> but it was really an exciting moment, time where you, you, you can't just explain how you feel. At this time, we can say that we really understand what love is all about. You know, with, uh, uh, with, with the celebration, with only a small group of people, it was really, sabi namin, wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for allowing this uh, 25th anniversary to come to pass. In each blessing, in each obedience, in each understanding of what real love is all about, it doesn't only stop to us. We also think about the next generation, our kids. If you have children, you know, you pass on the blessing to your children. You pass on an inheritance, not an inheritance of wealth or material things, but an inheritance, a legacy, where you can show and really tell them and teach them what real love is all about. That was our family picture and uh, again, once again, you know, it was really a joyous moment. It, I also had the time to honor my dad. You know, my dad is here. And sabi ko nga, I'm not really ashamed to kiss my dad in front of other people. The Bible even tells us, you know, Ephesians 6, 2-3, Honor your father and mother, for this is the first command with the promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy a good life here on earth. You know, when you want to understand what real love is all about, you just got to love your parents. You just got to love your children. You just got to love your spouse. You just got to love other people. And because of these things, it's not a burden for me to love my father. Uh, I've lost my mother already in 1986. Pero sabi ko, I will continue to honor and to love my dad. Just last year, our eldest uh, son got engaged. And he is also about to enter, you know, the season of called marriage. And with the blessing that we have at this time, sabi nga namin, Lord, thank you. You know, that they have, ex- they have also understood the kind of love that you poured out upon them. And I was so afraid because of the things that, you know, we were doing in the past that we might be able to pass on a curse to our children. But because we decided, you know, to obey the Lord, blessings came. A blessing came to my son, you know, who will be marrying a beautiful uh, woman, my future daughter-in-law. This is a picture of uh, our family and uh, my future daughter-in-law's family. And we, were really, we are really starting uh, to have that fellowship together. It's all about love. It's all about understanding what real love is. 1988, 2016. Hallelujah! That is just a short story. If you want to know more of uh, our testimonies, please come, you know, attend Let's Talk Marriage, Feb, Feb 9 and 16. What is your story? What is your love story? I want us to stand up, you know, and uh, as we read the Word of God. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. 
It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, God, that you are love, that you've taught us to love, and we can love. Lord, in this message today, allow us once again, Lord, cause us to open up our hearts, to open up our minds, our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, to hear what you have to say through me. Lord, once again, it's not about me, it's not about my testimony, but this is your story. Lord, would you bless our time together? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now take your seats. Just a brief background, you know, of uh, uh, the book of Corinthians. Just very quickly. And I'd like to uh, show you a couple of things, a couple of points. Kung ano talagang story nung, uh, uh, in the city of Corinth. You know, Corinth was one of the largest and the greatest cities of Greece. Its population was about 75,000 and it had one of the most important cities of Greece since about the 8th century BC. Now, it was destroyed by the Romans in about 146 BC and it was rebuilt by Julius Caesar around 44 BC. Now, its two harbors allowed excellent access to both Asia and Italy making it an important stop on the valued Mediterranean trade route. In other words, business was going around, you know, in this area. It did a flourishing business in trade and was a bustling tourist center with many people drawn to its shrines. You know, Corinth, before Christianity came in, it is a city of love in the worldly sense. There existed the temple of I don't know how to pronounce this. Aphrodite, okay? The goddess of love. You see the temple of Dionysus, Dionysus, whatever. You know, the god of wine and intoxication. There's the temple of Isis, an Egyptian goddess. And Corinth was known or, uh, as an ungodly party town at its best. When you talk about, you know, uh, the works and all the compromises and all these things, this is the place. If you're my age or a little older than me, you know how Mabini is before in Manila. Pero that's just a small place. But you see this place, a city of compromise. We live in a similar world, you know, to, uh, like Corinth. A lot of things happening. So I was saying that there is a, uh, a confusion now between love and lust. Because of the many things that the world is teaching sometimes, you know, even in schools. I just don't understand it. There's always a, you know, a toss between love and lust, love and lust, love and lust. Premarital sex is rampant. You know, it happens everywhere. Premarital sex, you know, some people say um, uh, it, it's just normal. You know, a lot of people, they do it anyway. We're going to end up married anyway. That's where we're going. But the question is, what if not? There's always that statement that yung parang try before you buy. A lot of people who come to my office for counseling, they tell me that they are married. But in fact, when I look at their, their, their documents, they have, the, you know, they have different surnames. How come you tell me that you're married and you're not? 
there is a distortion. You know, some people even say that um, in the eyes of the Lord, we are married. Hello? What kind of a uh, mindset is that? If we commit all these things, the tendency is, or the consequence is, that we will be unfair to the future spouse. Future spouse of your ex-girlfriend. You know, I, as I speak here, I, 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 I speak, you know, just confidently and not, hopefully, not coming to you offensive and condemning. I'm speaking to you out of love. I'm bringing the situations to you out of love. The girls, the women, you know, they are not toys. We always pound this to the single men. If you are fooling around, even those who are married, you know, these women are not toys. They are not objects of sexual desires. Women are to be treated, you know, with respect. You know, every time that I would just remember, you know, yung parang sabi ko nga, it's a cringe factor for me. <sighs> Totoo. You know, I'm not trying to become a hypocrite. I told you, I, I, we have a past life. I would remember, you know, that God pulled us out from that situation and brought us into this wonderful life. Parang when I look at it, there's a cringe factor. How I ever wish that we didn't do it. That is not love. And I'm not angry. I'm just so passionate. Love is yun yung pleasures of the heart. When you talk about love, it talks about yung, yung, yung that feeling of deep affection for someone. You care for him or for her so much. But when you talk about lust, it's the pleasures of the flesh. Pleasures of the flesh. Sexual desires. I just want us to look at three things. The three characteristics of love. The first one is that the primacy of love. Or the question uh, that we can connect to this is how important is love? When we say primacy, it is of greater importance. Superiority, supremacy. It is first place. In 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3, it says here that if I speak in tongues of men and of angels but not have loved, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. You know also the principle of um, yung, yung mga uh, cans that doesn't have anything in it already. You know, a milk can. You know, when a, a milk can is filled with milk, of course, you know, wala masyadong sound yon. But when you have already emptied the evaporated milk or condensed milk, maingay na siya. This is what it says in, in the first uh, verse pa lang. Even if I speak in tongues, even if I have this, you know, gifting, uh, all these spiritual gifts that I have, but I have not loved, you know, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. 
we are nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, that's what uh, Nathan read earlier in the giving, but I have not loved, I gain nothing. You see, the Corinthians were Greeks, and they boast themselves about great, you know, being great public speakers. But they, they have all this and that. Yeah, isn't it familiar? All of, maybe some of us, or most of us, we have those, you know, I have, I have this, this gift of, you know, just uh, talking or speaking. I have a gift of this and that. You know, it doesn't really matter. Why? Because the scripture says, even if you have all these things, but you have not loved, it's going to be even destructive. You want to minister? You're so prophetic. You know, you have that clear antenna or masyadong ano yung, you know, how you hear God. You have a word from the Lord, but you have not loved. It's nothing. Love cannot be measured by actions alone. Love cannot be measured by what we have alone. You know, as the body of Christ, as a church, as God's people, everything revolves around love. Love is the main evidence of maturity in our Christian life. What good is wealth and riches, but we have not loved our spouse? No? Lahat naman ng yaman mo, nasa iyo na. Lahat ng yaman ng buong mundo, nasa iyo na. Pero hindi mo naman alam kung paano mahalin yung asawa mo. You don't really know how to treat your spouse, your children. And these things are useless. What good is dignity and integrity if we have not learned how to love other people? Hmm. You know, there are times that I would overhear a father towards their children. You know, they're one thing when they're, <laughs> you know, in church or probably in the office, you know, as a businessman, I'm the president, I'm the CEO, you're good, you know, when, when dealing and facing your people. But when you get home, total jerk. Total jerk. What good is dignity and integrity? at work and business and with other people. But we have not learned how to love. And I just want to connect this story even um, in the account in Luke. I think it's in Luke 18, the rich young ruler. You know, he was asking the Lord Jesus, what shall I do to inherit the kingdom of God? He called him, uh, he called Jesus, a good teacher. Why do you call me good? Only God is good. And then Jesus goes on to say, nah, have you followed these commandments? You know our Ten Commandments, right? The first half is for the Lord. The second half, do not commit adultery, do not steal, okay? do not murder, do not bear false witness. All those questions that Jesus asked. And then this rich young ruler said, you know, I've done that since I was a child. And then the Lord all of a sudden just tells this guy, you know, one thing you lacked. One thing you have not yet done. Sell all your possessions. And then give it to the poor and then come follow me. You see the heart of this guy. He's a very rich, young guy. When as soon as he heard that, you know, he left very, very sad. Ayonya. That is not love. Love for the Lord. When the Lord tells us something, when the Lord commands us something, immediately, 
kailangan excited tayo. Yes, Lord, I'm gonna sell my car. Sell to my wife. Sell to my kids. No. If the Lord asks us to give up things for His glory, honor, and praise, let's go ahead and do it. But in that, in that story, it was not literal. You know, when you read the story, sabi, sell your possessions. The Lord wants us to give up things that hinders us from loving Him and loving other people. Even if we have all these things, but we have not loved, we are nothing. Let's look at the second one, the picture of love. How does love look like? In 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, now uh, it goes on to uh, explain what love is. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Love is not irritable. Sino ba dito yung, you know, yung madalas irritable ka? Huwag mong kausapin. Di ba may mga ganun eh? Tumitingin pa lang your wife or your husband just looks at you. Don't look at me like that. Irritable. Not resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Does not keep records of wrongs. In another version. You know, diba, is it our culture? Is it really human nature that we always, you know, um, <laughs> yung we keep records of wrongs? Yung parang it happened 10 years ago and then all of a sudden your, your spouse brings, brings it up and then tells you, you don't remember what you did to me. <laughs> 10 years ago, you left me behind. Regardless of the, you know, the hard things that someone or your spouse has done to you, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Love does not keep records of wrongs. But love rejoices with the truth, the truth of God's Word. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. First Corinthians 8.1 mentions that knowledge puffs but the love, it builds up. To build up someone through love is not thinking about us, but it's really thinking about others. I don't know if it's a common practice or uh, what we normally do at home. You, you, you just feed on yourself. You're, you're going to eat. And then yung susubo mo na lang, sabi mo, sa'yo na lang ito. Panis na yan eh. ba yung parang ganun? Hindi ganun. It's about others. It's about your spouse. It's about your kids, the people around you, and it's not centered on yourself. The impact of not loving children is this. You know, yung nakasanay mo, you're, you're neglecting, you're ignoring your children. You know what happens? They lose confidence. They have low self-esteem. Worst is, our children might rebel. You, some kids, they just don't understand that they're doing it. You know, when you say na hindi ko gagawin yung ginawa ng tatay ko sa akin, I'm not gonna follow what my mother or father did before. But later on, you will find this child committing the same act, the same sin. That is a curse. But that is another topic. 
The impact of not loving your spouse is mistrust, manipulation. You know, there's constant throwing of things against each other. Lagi kayong may passionate discussions. You don't want to call it, you know, arguments, but these are passionate in discussions. I'm not angry! Diba? Eh, but mo? I'm just passionately angry at you. There could be unfaithfulness. Unfaithfulness. You would see my, uh, you know, counseling paper, appointments. It's all about marriage. It's all about relationships. First time I heard na yung mga, you know, stories of spouses na, ah, unfaithfulness and all these things. So I go, it, it, it sometimes bothers me already. But you know, I, I have learned how to pray. Lord, teach me how to love these people as you have taught us how to love. Teach me how to be compassionate to them. But allow them as well, you know, to, to love each other, to be compassionate with each other. Love will bear all things. Will believe all things. When you say that you will bear all things, you know, you will endure. You will endure, you know, a, a, a difficulty. I, I know that in our society as well, or culture, there's what you call the martyr. No, it's not becoming martyr. Luma martyr. But this is all about love. It's all about love. We believe all things. You know, we believe and accept that something is true. Not true that your spouse has already committed unfaithfulness or infidelity, but the truth that God will restore, you know, that relationship. Love hopes, you know, we're expecting, we're really expecting something great that God will do in our relationships. So hard to say that, no, love endures all things. It's just like saying, Lord, sige, sige pa. Allow me to suffer patiently. Because that's what it means. To endure is to suffer patiently. Something that is really painful or difficult. But God's love, God's love for us is unselfish. God's love for us is unconditional. The love of God never fails. I've asked the permission of uh, you know, my wife. And this is really a true story of true love. The names of the characters are, you know, my, my, my father-in-law, Papa Epi, and my mother-in-law, Mama Ludi. For years, probably 15 years, Mama has been, you know, she, uh, she has been praying for my father-in-law that he too will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. You just don't know what our, uh, my wife and, and, and her siblings went through. You know how a, di ba yung mga pasaway na dads or yung mga husbands, how they are, how they treat their wife and their kids. Even the children, my wife was telling my mother-in-law, you know, stop praying for him because nothing is going to happen. To the point that already they already spoke that curse to the mom. But the mom never stopped. After 15 years or so, when they were in the States, a miracle happened. My father-in-law is now, you know, he's serving the Lord. At the age of 70, 
He's now part of the ushering team, you know, in a church in California. And the best part of this is that he has learned to say sorry and he has learned to express love towards my mother-in-law and his children. You know how, how, how we also miss our, uh, uh, my parents-in-law. And one day, you know, we would want to visit them as well. But because my mom, mother-in-law did not stop praying, my mother-in-law believed that the love of God will change my father-in-law. My mother-in-law knows that he, if she will continue on to love my father-in-law, a miracle will really happen. It's never too late. Are you praying for someone? Someone who is really hard to love. You know what a good prayer is? Lord, kunin mo na siya. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Don't say that. Lord, you love him. You love her as well as you love me. I know things will change. You will do a miracle. You will pour out your love to him. That is love. Let me just repeat that. It is patient and kind, does not envy or boast, not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It rejoices. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and then endures all things. The third one is the permanency of love. How long does love last? Love never ends. As mentioned in verse 8, love never ends. As for, for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. But in verse 13, it says, So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. But Scripture tells us that the greatest is love. The spiritual gifts mentioned you know, above won't be needed when perfection comes. Spiritual gifts are no longer necessary when we see God face to face in heaven. So love should be a part of our maturity. It should be part of our maturity. Now, what is the reason why we can love? 1 John 4, 19. We love because God loved us first. You know, this is now His story. We have many stories. I've given you my story, but God gives His story that He will always pursue us regardless and no matter what. One of my favorite verses is Romans 5.8. That He continuously you know, demonstrates His love for us in this. Despite our sin, despite our unfaithfulness, He poured out His love by sending His one and only Son to us. Sending His one and only Son. A verse that we hear over and over again. Luma na yan. You know, the word hindi naluluma. When we are reminded of John 3.16, that God loved us. God so loved the world that He gave. He gave. He did not ask. He gave. He did not take. God gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him 
should not perish, but reap eternal life. Cringe factor or excitement. The reason, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, one of my prayers is this. That each and every one of us, you know, I'm speaking to every member, every, each and every one of you, that you will not only become people who will, you know, who are just bench warmers. We've got to participate. You know, the reason, one of the reasons why we also grew in our spiritual walk, you know, the very thing that you hate hearing probably, victory groups. The moment we started attending victory groups or a victory group, we have not stopped attending that. Up until now, you know, we are allowing ourselves to be mentored too. Don't ever think that these are already the pastors, maybe Jesus name next. Hindi. Pastor Ariel is the one who mentors us. We need to be accountable to someone. We need to be accountable to people. Discipleship should not be a burden to each and every one of us. Even in that avenue, you know, love is, love is felt. Love is seen. Love is shown. Love is given. A lot of people, you know, are just so ready. Just so ready. Waiting for those who have not yet attended or even attempted to ask. How do I become part of one? That's what Jesus did. He discipled his very, his, his uh, you know, the twelve. That was his victory group. Discipleship is important. Discipleship is relationship. Relationship, you can find love. It's not about the people. First John 4, 8, it tells us here, whoever does not love, you know, does not know God. Because God is love. A lot of us, we also confess. We also say, I know God. I love Him. But we hate people. Then if we have not loved, then we do not know really who God is. Then we really do not know that God is love. Verse 9 tells us, this is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. That is love. Verse 10, this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. <sighs> Cringe factor or excitement? Excitement. Our souls could have been burned in hell. But Jesus came as an atoning sacrifice for our sins that we might live. Verse 11 says, Dear friends, since God is love, we also ought to love one another. Who are these people who are really so, you know, Lord, I... Pwede bang wag na lang? But God teaches us, us how to love. God wants us to love. 
my personal motivation for loving my wife and my kids is God's love for me. I just can't get over the love that God has given us. I just can't get over the love has, that God has you know, just poured out upon us. Now, how can we express love towards one another? We cannot give what we do not have. So I end, just want to leave a question to you. What is now the hard truth? What is the hard truth? Jesus is love. The love that never ends. He is the love that never fails. Once again, in verse 8, it starts off there that love never ends. Jesus never ends. His love will never fail. He will continue on to pour out His undying, selfless, unselfish love. Lord, again, as in life, you know, there may be a lot of difficulties. Sometimes we confess it with our mouth na, you know, Lord, we're just enduring this. It's just so hard. And one of the difficulties that we are doing is to love other people. Let it be that the motivation of our love for others is your very love for us. I just feel like, you know, praying for, for, for probably some of you. If you can just acknowledge, you know, just by raising your hand, is it really so hard for you to love? or even understand what love is all about. Can you just raise your hand? I could pray for you. You know, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm, I'm uh, just being totally honest. Sometimes I'm having that difficulty. But I just want to allow myself to be ministered to, to be reminded by the Holy Spirit that, you know, I need to love. I need to love. Lord, you see our hands. You see our hearts. Thank you, Lord. That there is indeed excitement. That regardless of how I see them, or we see them, allow us to see them as how you see other people. Or would you change our callous hearts? Our hearts that are already hardened. And would you continue on? Would you continue on to pour out Pour out your all your blessings upon us all. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash my story.